Welcome to the In Your Business podcast. This is produced by CUI Wealth Management. My name is Michael Sayer. CUI Wealth Management is a financial advising firm. We focus on helping executives and business owners on their financial planning. We also provide retirement plan services such as 401k services to companies. And that's, that's kind of our, what we do. Those are our strategies. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about my experience because I've been involved in establishing and building CY Wealth Management. And I want to share some of the lessons that I've learned as I've been a part of growing this business and getting things started. I hope this brings some ideas to the table if you're thinking about building a business and want to see what type of options are out there and what you could do. Um, if you have a business that's running and you want some ideas and inspiration, hopefully that can help you. And if you have an established business or are working for an established business, hopefully you can remember some of those tough times in building your business. And hopefully this can also remind you of why it's important for you to run your business and some things that, that you can consider there. So starting out, I think in our culture, we have this romanticized idea of starting a business and running a business. We see all these leaders who have influence and they have power and they have money. And sometimes people want to build a business because of that. If you've read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, one of the things I think is really interesting is that people want to be important. People like the idea of being able to have a major role in, in society and to be loved and, and really, you know, to be important, like I said. And because of this, sometimes people want to start a business just because they see all these powerful people that have money, that are building services and products that can really have a great impact on society. And that's great. But if you are building a business just because you want to be important, there are easier ways to do that. Starting and running a business is challenging. It's a struggle. Uh, sometimes you feel like you are building an airplane as the plane is falling through the sky. And other times, you know, when you build that plane, it is exciting. It's fun. But when the dopamine wears off and when reality hits and when there are struggles, there are other ways that you can be important to society without jumping into business. Another thing that I see is sometimes people want to build and run a business because of the potential for money, the money that they can make. And that can be a big motivating factor as well. But just like the previous motivating factor of being important, I still think this is a challenging way to make it through building a business because there's going to be times when you, you may not be bringing any, any money and you may be working 15-hour days and, and still struggling, especially when you're starting out. And I think, there, once again, there are some easier ways that you can build wealth quickly. Though I am a big proponent of building wealth through businesses, obviously, because we work with a lot of, um, a lot of uh, business owners. But you just got to keep that in mind. There can be easier ways to do some of those things. So in my personal experience, this is how I built my business. I started in the financial planning realm and I, I worked with a lot of business owners from the start and what I noticed is that there are a lot of businesses that have 401ks that are run by 
individuals that are focused on personal financial planning. And because of that, even though they are licensed and registered and could could sell 401ks or could uh, advise on 401ks, they didn't dive deep into that space. And because of that, we found a lot of opportunities where there were 401ks that were just not managed well, that the investments may not have been great or the fees were too high. And this became an area of focus because I saw a need there. And I think that's one of the things that is important when you're looking to start a business is you, you know, if you want to be successful, in my experience, I, I became more successful when I focused on some specific niches and I, I saw areas that could do with improvement. And I think what really helped us in growing our business is that we built systems and strategies and, and services and service models that were not there, that we didn't see in the industry or that were underperforming. And so that's one of the things that I think is important is to, to try to find the, a, a need and something that you can get behind and that you're passionate about, because that's, that's going to drive you through those tough times. I, I hear it all the time where people say, well, you should jump into business in something that you're passionate about. And I think it's not just because you, you know, people say, well, then you, you're not working a day in your life and you, you're still going to be doing things that you don't love doing sometimes when you're building a company, even if it's built on something you're passionate about, you're, you're going to have to deal with accounting. You're going to have to deal with marketing. You're going to have to deal with uh, managing people and, even if you love the finished product, that's not all you're going to be working on. But I think the reason why it's important to do something that you're passionate about is because when you have to do all those things that can be really tough and when you're struggling through things that are not easy to do, that if you are passionate enough about the mission and the product or service that you're providing, that can get you through those tough times. One of the things I think is important for people to understand is that just because you have a good product or service, it doesn't mean you're going to be successful. I have seen people build amazing products or have amazing services and still go, to, go out of business. And I think part of that is because you just because you have the product doesn't guarantee that people are going to know who you are. If you can't sell that product, if people don't know who you are, you're going to go out of business. That's just how it is. There has to be a balance between building a good product and getting the word out about the products that you have. I've seen businesses that have done well, even if they have had a mediocre product, and that was because they had good marketing and a good way to get the word out there. I've fallen into the trap of focusing so much on the product that I've spent more time on that than actually getting the word out of what we can offer. And there's a balance in, in that. I've, I've heard an analogy of if you're riding in a canoe, you have to paddle on one side and you have to paddle on the other side. And you can't just count three paddles on one side and three paddles on the other side because there's wind, there's, uh, there's waves, there's all kinds of things that are pushing against that canoe. But it's important to make sure that you have a balance that you're moving forward. So in other words, when it comes to product, you need to be able to build something that's different, something that's unique and something that is valuable. But you can't neglect getting the word out. You can't neglect focusing on the marketing because if you do, then even if you have the best product out there, nobody's going to know about you and people are not going to see who you are and what you can offer. 
A couple of years ago, I spent a great amount of time on my business infrastructure. I worked on the, the servicing model. And during that time, when I was building out the product a little bit more, the, the sales were not up as much as, as they could have been. But part of what the outcome was is because I spent all that time building something a little bit better and a little bit unique, that, that made it so we grew much quicker after the fact. We, we grew substantially quicker. And this is because the product was, was much better than it was before. So along those lines, the next thing I want to talk about is distribution channels. So most products and services are not meant to service everyone in the world. Some products will be helpful to a greater or more significant market than others. But if your target market is everyone that has a pulse, you're going to likely struggle. You're going to have a hard time building your business. Here's how I look at it, and here's what works for, for me. I try to identify first who my clients and prospects are, and then I want to know where those prospects are, how they make decisions, and after that, I look at the distribution channels of where I can reach those clients. So, for example, the clients that I work with generally are on, are on LinkedIn. They're usually not as much on Instagram, at least for business purposes. And so I spend more of my time on LinkedIn trying to connect with them and trying to capture their attention and provide valuable content for them. But my clients generally don't make decisions based on just seeing someone on LinkedIn. They are usually going to make decisions based on introductions. And so I spend a lot of time developing relationships and trying to have two-way relationships with uh, centers of influence that can make introductions and but getting the word out so people know who I am in LinkedIn, that's very helpful. So the point I'm trying to make is that you need to consider the distribution channels that you're utilizing to grow the business. I, I think a great example of this is if you look at Walt Disney and Pixar. In, in the 90s, Pixar came out with Toy Story. And I remember when I first saw Toy Story, it was an incredible concept. I, I thought it was claymation at the time, and I asked my mom how they made the claymation look so good, and it's because it wasn't claymation. It was, it was computer animation. That was a new idea. It was something that we hadn't seen at the time. It was revolutionary. But Toy Story, even though the product was amazing, the success came because it relied on the distribution channels of Disney by partnering up with Disney. So Disney was able to get the word out because even though Pixar had a great product, they didn't have those distribution channels that were accessible the same way that Disney did. Another thing that I think is important is planning versus execution. You can plan your business to the grave. You can plan your business out of business. It's great to have a plan, but there's that concept in economics called the diminishing returns or law of diminishing returns. So you get to a point where doing more planning is not going to help you. Um, I think one of the things that I, that's been really good for me is an eye-opening for me is the book E-Myth. And in E-Myth, what it looks at, one of, the, one of the things that I got out of it at least is that there are several different roles within a company and some of the roles that it talks about is that you have entrepreneurs, you have managers, and you have technicians. The entrepreneurs are the people that are looking into the future. They're trying to find new trends. They're trying to find the, the things that like the way that the market is going. And then you have the managers. They're the ones that are organizing the, the company. They're the ones that are trying to make sure their systems and processes in place. And then you finally, you have 
the practitioner, the technician, and the technician is the person that's actually putting together and offering that product. And these are kind of conflicting roles because you can get extremely organized. You can organize processes. You can organize um, and manage the, the people in your company. But if you don't have the right uh, – if you don't have the entrepreneur side – you are not going to be looking into the future and trying to find ways to improve things and see new trends. And, and the, the entrepreneur is kind of a little bit more creative. The entrepreneur is, is looking for ways to do things differently, whereas the manager is looking to do things consistently. And so because of that, you get two conflicting sides of things, which are both important to the company, but you have to kind of change perspective when you're working on one thing versus another thing. I think there's a lot of great points in this book, and I'm not going to go over everything because I think it's something that it'd be good to read. I, I thought it was really insightful for me personally. But the point I want to make is don't there, – there's so many different facets of running a business, and there are sometimes conflicting positions. And it takes time and energy to change your mindset from the – the entrepreneur side to the manager side to the technician side. And if you're trying to wear all those hats, it's going to be really tough to run your business. And because of this, it's important to find other people who have the same vision as you, who have the same uh, motivations and who can balance you out so that you can scale your business quicker. I've found that as I have set aside or, or passed along different um, roles within a company that that's allowed me to continue to focus and specialize on in what I specialize in and let other people specialize in what they do. And it helps the, the company grow quicker. At least that's how it's been for me. And I think it's really tough because when you start a company, when you run a company, it's your baby. You've spent tons of time on it. You've sacrificed, you've given up so much. You may have had times where you didn't know how you're going to pay the rent or you didn't know how you were going to uh, feed your family perhaps. And all of those struggles, it's hard to pass on some of those things that uh, it's pass hard to pass on things to other people because you've had to go through all those hardships. Um, that said, I, I think one of the best things for me was finding people that could help that I could offload uh, other roles to and people that were smarter than me in, in other aspects. When I'm looking at business, I think there are people who are more of business owners and I see others who are more of practitioners or consultants and both are good, but there's, in my mind, there's differences. I feel like a practitioner or consultant, they're generally doing a lot of the work themselves and you get to a point where you, you hit a cap on how much more business you can do because at some point you're going to be limited in your capacity of who you can bring on. And I think a true business comes down to the question of can you step away from the business and will it still continue running itself? Kind of going back to that analogy of building the plane as it's, as it's falling through the sky – 
if if you've done things right, the the plane can be operated and, and you can hand off the reins to someone else and they would be able to continue with that vision moving forward. But if you're not set up that way, then you are going to it's going to be completely dependent on you being there as the business owner running the business. That doesn't diminish the value of the business owner, but I think that's how you take it to the next level. At least I, that's what I've seen in my personal experience, and that's what I am going for or going towards as I've built my business. One of the things I think is dangerous about running or starting a business is you see all of these videos about you know make money, quickly and get rich quick. And those, those types of things, there's, there's a lot of smart people out there. There's AI, there's all kinds of technology that you're competing against. And so even if something might produce results quickly for the short run, is that going to be a sustainable business model in the long term? I, I don't think so. I think those who really want to have success, they're going to have to give up and sacrifice um, for their business. When I started building my business, I had to liquidate most of my personal assets because I couldn't get a loan from the bank to start my business. Also, um, in the 401k space, in the financial services space, there are a lot of regulations when it comes to getting capital and taking loans. So because of this, when I started the company, like I said, I had to dip into my personal assets. Um, I had to go through what I call the starvation phase. And that's where you're working hard. You're working 12, 15-hour days, and you're bringing home almost nothing. And I think that's why it's important to have persistence. If you don't have that persistence, you're, you're going to be out of the game very quickly. There are people in your life that that are rooting for you and I've I've seen that for me but I've also seen people who have discouraged me from starting a business at the start um, whether it was a good intention or a bad intention some people wanted to they, they knew that it's hard to build a business and so they discouraged me from doing that because they were trying to look out for me and didn't want to see the potential of that business going out of business. And there are other people that I've seen who I, I feel like their intentions might have been different where, you know, sometimes it's human nature for people to, even if they want you to do good, they don't want you to do better than them. And because of that, I, I feel like there's sometimes resistance because people sometimes will discourage you from, from doing something because they don't want to see you succeed as much um, they, they want to see you succeed to an extent but not as much as as they are succeeding that's not everybody but my point is it's you got to pay attention and and listen to the right people at least for me I, I had to tune out some people and sometimes those people that said to go get a real job that was sometimes a little bit more motivating to to get out and make it successful one of the things that I've heard from another entrepreneur that started a successful business is he said, when you jump out on your own, you got to burn the boats behind you. Um, in other words, you, you can't leave that plan B sitting aside because when times get really tough, it's going to be really tempting to go and jump out, jump ship and, and go find something else to do. Now, I don't 100% agree with this because I think there, there's a lot of risk in starting a business and that's not for everybody to burn the boats. But 
you have to consider the type of dedication you are going to put out when it comes to building your business. Building a business isn't for everyone. It, it's tough work. It takes a, a lot of time and dedication. Um, while some people are successful right off the bat, I know me personally, I, I had little successes at the beginning, and it wasn't until a couple of years into the business that I really started to see leaps and bounds and, and a lot more success happening in a shorter period of time. One of the reasons why I love what I do Going back to and kind of going back to you know you got to you got to have something that's motivating motivating enough for you to stick around for the long term. But for me, it was exciting because I work with businesses every day. I work with business owners working on the four hundred one k side. I get to listen to business owners and see their story and see how they were persistent and how they overcame their shortfalls and how they uh, really built their business. And I, I get to see their strategies and I get to help them build a 401k that differentiates them from their competitors, uh, both from a tax strategy as well as an employee engagement and retention strategy. And I think that's something that's, that's unique. And I, that's why one of the reasons why I love my company. I love to grow the company. I hope this has been helpful. This has been fun for me to talk about this. I, I love business. I've learned a lot and I hope you join us next time on the In Your Business podcast here with Michael Sayer, produced by CUI Wealth Management. Please like, please subscribe, please uh, listen to the other podcasts we have. I know this was a monologue, but in the future, we're going to have additional interviews. We have some great ones lined up that I'm excited to share with you. Until next time, happy investing. Good luck on your business. This is once again Michael Sayer with CUI Wealth Management.